Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Yeah, it's another day. All right. I'll tell you what. All kinds of crazy stuff is happening. And I got to tell you, Mm -hmm. I am none too pleased about what's going on. But I I do. We'll just do this preface. You know, I've got conservative friends, more conservative friends than liberal friends. But Mm -hmm. I try to be, I try to listen to everybody and take everything in. Sure. Um. But, you know, one of my diehard liberal friends, you know, well, you know, I've been a personal friend of Joe for a long time. No, he shouldn't be president, but, you know, I like the guy and all. But either way, I'm sitting there going, so really, Jay, how do you feel? He goes, well, you know what? I'm just kind of fed up with everybody, Democrats <laughs> and Republicans. I uh, said, why? Because they're all crooks. And I'm going, really? Did it take you this long to figure it out? And I mean, there's a lot of. I mean, the Republicans, I, you were lamenting this morning well, about the same thing that I was, well, Mayorkas. Um, Mayorkas, was, uh, his job was on the line last night in the House yeah. of Representatives. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene had put forth uh, a, a resolution to impeach Mayorkas because over the weekend, two of her constituents were in a car on the border minding their own business and they were broadsided by a vehicle filled with illegals, and those two constituents were killed instantaneously. And they lived in Marjorie Taylor Greene's district in Georgia, Mm -hmm. and she was upset. So she put a resolution in front of the the House to impeach Mayorkas, which I would have thought would have been a no-brainer, a fait accompli. It's like, hey, you know, I mean, this guy has been a traitor, He's been a Benedict Arnold to our country since he's been in office. He's gone in front of Congress. You've seen it, Bill. He's gone in front yeah. of Congress, and he has said uh, he said stupid stuff like this. Is our border secure? Our border is secure. Border is secure because we are maximizing our resources to deliver the most effective results to our border with the most extraordinary workforce in the world. And then he said this. The border is not open. It has not been open and it will not be open subsequent to May 11th. And then he said this. Do you continue to maintain that the border is secure? Yes, and we are working day in and day out to enhance its security, Congressman. And those are just three of the little things that I happen to have right here on my button bar. He's lied constantly, and he does it without blinking. He 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 just says it deliberately to uh, all of these different people under oath, for the most part, under oath. And he knows he's lying, and and the Congress knows he's lying. So what happened yesterday should have been a wonderful opportunity to bounce this this uh, turncoat. And everybody but eight representatives on the Republican side, all of the Democrats, by the way, if you're a Democrat and you don't like what's happening with the border, well, you better start rethinking your position on politics because... Because every Democrat in the House of Representatives voted to keep Mayorkas yesterday. Every one. So if you think there's somebody on your side who's middle of the road, you're not thinking clearly. Okay, I'll just leave it like that. Yeah. But on the Republican side, Bill, here are the eight people who voted oh, I have ag- it, yeah. against the, uh, the impeachment. Uh, Patrick McHenry of North Carolina. He was the second in command. He was the one who was the temporary speaker when uh, McCarthy was withdrawn, okay? He was the guy with the bow tie who everyone started to say, well, maybe he should be speaker of the House. Well, no, he shouldn't. This guy is uh, a slime ball. And I'm sorry. If somebody says, well, you don't know the guy, I know all I need to know him right now. Right now, I know all I need to know about Patrick McHenry because he voted to keep this uh, Mayorkas. Tom McClintock of California, Virginia Fox of North Carolina, uh, Daryl Issa, who has been nothing but a, an amazing disappointment. You know, he went to the World Economic Forum in Switzerland when they had that uh, meeting in the fall, fall, I think it was, of last year. And I, I kept thinking, why is Daryl Issa going to the World Economic Forum? Well, maybe I know now. 
Maybe I know now. Maybe there's more to Daryl Issa than meets the eye. You see him on television, and you think, boy, he's on our side. He's a, he's a real conservative. And then you see stuff like this. Daryl Issa, remember that, California. He'll have an excuse, by the way. If you ask him, why did you vote not to impeach Mayorkas, I guarantee you he will have an excuse, but it doesn't hold water. Uh, the other guy, Cliff Bentz, Ken Buck from Colorado, Mike Turner from Ohio, and John Duart of California. Eight rhinos who should be uh, voted out of office as soon as possible. I got a cut here from Marjorie Taylor Greenbill. All right. You want to hear it? This is what, yeah, what, let's hear it. Here's what she said uh, about what happened. She was a little upset. We had eight Republicans vote with the Democrats to send my articles of impeachment back to committee where articles of impeachment go to die. Um, they just voted, these eight Republicans just voted with the Democrats to protect Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas from impeachment, which is absolutely unbelievable. You see, we all know the facts, we know the numbers, and we know how bad the invasion is at the border every single day. I serve on the Homeland Committee, and we've done hearing after hearing after hearing as we have reported and talked to eyewitnesses, interviewed people. We have found out how bad it is at the border, and yet we can't get Republicans to impeach Secretary Mayorkas. This is outrageous. Let's talk about this. We have uh, four of these Republicans serve on the Judiciary Committee. Now, the Judiciary Committee is where my articles of impeachment on Secretary Mayorkas have been sitting and collecting dust for months and months and months now without movement. And so there's four of these eight that voted to send it back to the Judiciary Committee, where it will once again collect dust and have no movement to impeach Secretary Mayorkas. This is unbelievable because everyone all over America knows how bad this guy is and that he is willfully breaking our laws and allowing the invasion to happen. Over 300 Americans are dying every single day. And two of my constituents were killed last week by a human smuggler trafficking illegal aliens in Texas. This, this cannot continue. Uh, several of these, as a matter of fact, three of the eight Republicans are from the state of California that gets invaded every single day. How do they vote against impeachment of Secretary Mayorkas? Um, I, I can't understand it. So it's Vince, Buck. Well, let's talk about Kim Buck. Kim Buck is retiring. So we know why he voted no. He's just voting revenge votes against anybody he doesn't like. Um, apparently, he doesn't like his, his state of Colorado very much, and he doesn't like the people that sent him here uh, to do his job. But he ser serves on judiciary, and he's retiring. So he doesn't care what happens to mayor because he simply doesn't care about anything. Uh, Duarte from the state of California, um, he also voted against our border bill earlier this year. I guess Duarte from California not only doesn't want to impeach Secretary Mayorkas, he doesn't want to even secure the border whatsoever. So he must actually support Joe Biden and Secretary Mayorkas' open border. Um, Virginia Fox, I can't understand why she did this. She's the chair of the Ed and Workforce Committee. Um, I can't understand why she would vote to refer this back to committee um, when everyone knows how bad Mayorkas is. Uh, Daryl Issa from California, judiciary member. There you go. Send them back to committee where they can sit there and do nothing. Um, Tom McClintock, another California Judiciary Committee member, uh, voted with the Dems to protect Secretary Mayorkas. Patrick McHenry, chair of uh, financial services, uh, voted with the Democrats to protect Secretary Mayorkas and send my uh, articles of impeachment back to the Judiciary Committee where they will collect more dust along with all the other articles of impeachment. Uh, that are collecting dust over there. Um, and then we've got Mike Turner from Ohio, chair of Intel. You would think the chairman of the Intel would, Intel committee knows really how bad the dangers are at the southern border. Um, I would think he'd be one of the first ones uh, to vote for impeachment of Secretary Mayorkas, but unfortunately, he voted with the Democrats to protect Secretary Mayorkas. 
Um, I don't know how we ever win, guys, if we can't get Republicans to stick together and hold people accountable and and impeach someone that needs to be impeached. You know, Mayorkas has, has expected this coming for so long now. He hired an, an attorney a long time ago. I guess he's wasted his money with his attorney because we can't even vote to move it to be debated on on the House floor to hold a vote. So the final total tonight was 209 Democrats to 201 Republicans and Republicans supposedly hold the majority here in Congress. Uh, that's something you wouldn't necessarily know because we sure don't act like it. We sure do enable Joe Biden. We enable Mayorkas. We enable an open border. We en enable an illegal invasion that's murdering Americans every single day. But we can't even move for a vote to impeach Secretary Mayorkas. Uh, this should be very frustrating to many people. I, I know it's frustrating to me. It's frustrating to everyone I talk to. And this type of uh, lack of will, lack of courage, uh, lack of, I don't even know what, they're lacking a lot uh, to actually hold Secretary Mayorkas accountable and impeach him is shameful. It's absolutely shameful. So if we're sending articles of impeachment back to the Judiciary Committee, my question is, is when is the Judiciary Committee gonna pick them up and actually work them through committee? And if we have uh, people serving on Judiciary Committee that don't believe in impeachment, then why are they on this committee? What is the point of them being there? Because Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas should be impeached and that should have been done that should have been done at the very beginning of our Congress because he started his job back in 2021 and we watched for two years, two whole years, while the Democrats had control. Uh, Nancy Pelosi was Speaker of the House. We watched Americas for two years willfully allow an invasion in our southern border where, southern border where 300 Americans were dying every single day. And now we finally have control in the House and we cannot move to impeach him. I think you guys know exactly what to do about this and I, I'm sure you're just as upset as I am. Um, and I'm sure you're just as outraged at why anybody, any Republican would vote with the Democrats to refer articles of impeachment back to committee where they go to die. They go to die and nothing happens to them. Uh, please make sure uh, that you call people and let them know. And I know you'll do that. Thanks so much, guys. Marjorie Taylor Greene, you may not like her. I like her. I like her attitude. I like her spirit. She's not always right. She's not always uh, on the money, but it's close enough for me. She's more right than wrong, and uh, I think she was right in this issue. I don't know about she's. No, I, I think she was, too. I mean, they vilify her. They like to vilify a lot of people, especially if they make sense with what they do. And... Um, you know, she got fed up with things. She is a mainstream American, mm -hmm. and that's all there is to it. That's true. And she's fed up, and she walked into it, and so she speaks the way she speaks. And to be honest with you, what is, you know, the, the people that are supposed to be in Congress are everyday people. You know what? I'm going to speak for my community. I don't like the way things are going. No, I don't have a bachelor's degree. No, I didn't study political science. No, I'm not an attorney. I'm Joe Citizen. That is what the Congress is and should be. But no, we've got people that have come in there to, to um, they're either crooks, you know, shady politicians or uh, shady attorneys or, you know, something of that sort. They're looking, I think, to pad their own pockets. With cash. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, how, how does a guy that makes a hundred to hundred and forty thousand dollar a year come out, go in, you know, yeah, you know, I got a, a mortgage that's uh twelve hundred dollars. Yeah. I live in a two hundred thousand dollar home and you know, I'm middle class. Well no, that's that's not even middle class anymore. Uh and uh but I came out a multimillionaire. I got $26 million in the middle. Look and, at Pelosi. And, and, and you did nothing. You, I mean, essentially, you did nothing to earn it. There's no paper trail that will prove how you made the money. You just made it. You just come. You, it's because these guys are corrupt. This guy, Ken Buck, he is from Colorado. He is not running 
Uh, he said he's going to leave Congress. But everyone says that he has uh, put his resume, essentially, into every cable news network out there because he wants a job with the networks. He well, wants- that's another license to steal. I mean, now people go, oh, you Jim and Bill, you know, you're making a lot of money. Actually, yeah. we do this. Uh, out of the out of our own pockets, and trust me, we don't make a lot of money doing it. We we'd love to and change that, expense. but that's not a beg for yeah. There's an I'm expense. I'm not begging for money right now. Yeah, there is an expense, but these guys are a little bit different. They were already thieves, and then they want to. How does MSNBC? I like to call them the Main Street Numbskull Bully Club News. <laughs> but you know, wait, 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 wait! You just can't throw that out there and let it Main go by. Main Street Numbskull Bully Club. Again, Main Street Numbskull Bully Main Club. Main Street Numbskull Bully Club. MSNBC MSNBC? Dummy Club. Main Street Numbskull Dummy Club. NB. Wait, MS. And okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> I had my I had my letters all messed up. Oh my god! Like, you know, there, you know, I, we do this show early in the morning, Bill. So I mean, uh, sometimes I'm still uh, I'm still winding myself up, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, but well, at least your spring still works. Main Street <laughs> Numbskull. Bully Club. I like that. MSNBC. And, and tag news on behind it. And that's what you get from them. Yeah. They like to take everything and twist it maniacally uh, to where fiction becomes reality. And reality, that's in the wastebasket. You know what I mean? So you know what happened yesterday? Uh, the big news, they were talking about how Trump had said he was going to go after the weasels that were uh, in our society, trying to sabotage our country, and I think he called it. Uh, what did he call it? A vendetta, or some a vengeance, or uh, he'll go. But he, they jumped on a word. Mainstream media did, like, oh, how could he say that? He's going to go after the bad people. Well, I certainly hope so. I would think that everybody who votes for Trump wants to see him go after every single one of the bad people who were trying to bring our country our country down. You can't look at what's happened to our country right now and think there's anything that's good. Can you think of anything that's good, Bill? I'm, I'm, well, if you I, are being I, objective, looking at what Joe Biden and his administration has done to our country, can you find a single thing that he's done that's good? Not a damn thing. As a matter of fact, you know, <laughs> What happened in New York? What was it uh, last Friday, the day before Veterans Day? Oh, had, yeah. Uh, the demonstration. You had guys climbing. Yeah. In New York City, somebody climbing a flagpole yeah. and taking down the American flag to put up the Palestinian flag. Is that the patriotic thing to do? Is that America today? Is that what you fought and served for to see your flag thrown on the ground? Hey, North Andover, Massachusetts, you know? North Andover, Massachusetts, being from Massachusetts, it's always been kind of uh, a mainstream old American community. North Andover, Andover, they have some uh, academies up there, Phillips Andover, Phillips Exeter. They're up in that area. These are, these are high-end, almost like Ivy League prep schools that uh, are, are very important and have had some very successful uh, American leaders go through those schools. But North Andover voted yesterday to allow the Palestinian flag to fly over their town green. Well, that's it. It's no longer an American city. And see, that's something else. We alluded to yesterday on a phone call. I've noticed a lot of things going on Mm -hmm. in this this country. But that's a shame what you just mentioned. But you know, I see all these politicians say, well, I'm not running for re-election. I'm running for governor of my state. And they're all Democrats. And I'm going, uh-huh. You're building islands, sanctuary states. They're like little mini countries. And they, the Democrats have reassessed the political landscape of how they can have more power and more control. Mm-hmm. And it's by taking over a state and turning these states by the governorship. doesn't matter what else they've got that's red. They will start at the top and work their way down, and then then they become sanctuary states. We see how well that's worked worked for New York and for California and different places like that and cities. 
but they're going to do it all over the place. Well, you know what? Hochul, you know, the governor of New York, she is uh, obviously somebody who is really, really on the job, you know, really paying attention because, you know, they have this major crisis of illegals in New York City and even other cities in uh, in New York State. But what's her focus on? Hochul's focus was announced. It was announced yesterday. Her, her her focus is on hate speech on the internet. They're going to start policing the internet in New York oh, well, State. We're done looking for hate speech. Well, there goes our, there goes our listenership in New York State. They, oh yeah. Well, there there isn't an iota of hate speech on this program. You're talking to these are two we're two guys like you who uh, have an opinion. We voice our opinion. But we're not uh, any radicals here, folks, by any stretch of the imagination. We just say what we believe to be the truth. That's yeah, all. Well, well, to a lefty, we are haters. To uh, a person that is middle of the middle of the road, or not even you know extreme right, because we're not extreme rightists. We're in the middle of the road. Then we're uh, we're love and beauty, man. You know everything cool, but. <laughs> They can they can call us what they want, but you know if they can do that, say well you know hate speech is not uh, speech is not allowed on the internet in New York, then that would mean that our show would have to be geo blocked, yeah, in that state, which they do it by zip codes and whatnot. They sure. can take out a region, and that signal goes to there, it's done. Well, I, I, as long as there are people who are uh, in control of that geo-blocking, as long as there are humans who make those decisions, uh, there will always be that possibility. It's just it's just the way it is. Uh, people love that control. I mean, we were talking, for example, about, uh, about uh, Tucker Carlson. My brother and I were talking yesterday about Tucker Carlson. Right, right, yeah. And uh, the people on the deep, you know, the deep staters, the globalists, who wanted Tucker Carlson removed, figured, ah, we can get him off. Forget the fact that he has enormous ratings. Forget the fact that he's uh, the big money maker at Fox. We don't care. We just want him and his narrative gone. And that's what they got. But what they didn't count on was the Elon Musk factor. The Elon Musk factor is he bought X, or Twitter. He bought Twitter, made it X, and... He made it accessible to conservatives again, again, like Tucker Carlson. And so what happens? They they let him go at Fox thinking, well, we'll fix him. He'll have nothing, no platform to talk on. So Tucker Carlson packs up his toys. He goes across over to, to uh, Twitter. And within a matter of weeks, he's back on the air. But he's not just broadcasting to three or four million people a night. I mean, he's sending, he's talking to a hundred million people around the world. I mean, he mm. sees more people on one show sometimes than he did in several years combined on Fox. So, uh, you know, it, 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 they think they have a plan. They're too smart for themselves, the globalists. Uh, you know, we, we talked, you and I were talking before the show started about Jenna Ellis. I heard her, mm-hmm. uh, Jenna Ellis was President Trump's attorney uh, after the elections. She was going with Rudy Giuliani around to different meetings and different hearings, and she was representing the president, and she did a pretty good job. But she's just a young woman. I'm talking she's in her probably 30s. Uh, she's smart. Uh, and what they did in Georgia to her, and to Sidney Powell too, I believe, is they squeezed them heavy. I mean, they said, well, you're going to lose your law license. You're going to go to jail. You're going to, it's going to cost you a fortune, probably going to cost you millions of dollars to defend yourself in Georgia. Or, or you can take this deal, and if you take Her the evidence. deal, yeah, if you take the deal, then we'll drop the charges. Well, I'm sorry. This is a young person who doesn't have Donald Trump's resources, doesn't have, heck, doesn't have a lot of people's resources, uh, she c- probably couldn't afford, by any stretch of the imagination, to defend herself. So what happens yesterday, they leaked. Am I correct, Bill? Is this how it happened? They leaked an audio tape 
of yeah. a deposition that she had well, given? I, I don't know. Yeah, it had to be a deposition. It's something that when they were gathering things. Uh, but it wasn't public. I mean, it was. It sounded no, like it was recorded not. in a room. No, usually you don't take, I don't think you can take tapes out of deposition. You know, it's a fact-finding thing. Now, in a federal investigation, not everybody has been well, That was in a, a state investigation, though. That was, that well, was. It's still, it's yeah. still, it still, it falls under the same, yeah. you know, thing. If you've ever been in a deposition, all the rules are off. The doors are shut. You're in a room. There is the prosecuting attorney and your defense attorney. And when you are being deposed, you really can't look over to your attorney and say, what? You know, he can't talk. You, he can't, he, he can't no. give you any advice. So, and I hope you never have to go through it, but if you do, there are going to be questions that they ask you that have nothing to do with the case. They can sit there and say, like for me, I was in a, uh, in a trial concerning radio and stuff like that. And they wanted to sit there and say, well, you're a vagabond. You're a drifter. You know, so they, they go, they start they tried attacking to make you. you. They tried to irritate they you. Belittle, they belittle yeah. you. They tried to irritate they you. They'll sit there and go, well, you didn't, you, you didn't, have, uh, you didn't go to college. No, uh, I grew up actually uh, lower middle class. Uh, we were poor, you know, and uh, that's that. My parents couldn't afford and my grades You should have said average. to them, uh, you, you've heard of Abraham Lincoln. He didn't go to college either. You know that, It right? doesn't matter. You know, I yeah. just I just I said, you know, I, I don't have the background, but I, I do have a trade, and I did make sure that I had a trade, and, well, this is it. And I've become pretty well known. And then he threw a big, stupid phone book out there. He goes, you know, this is like a book of maps, you know. Where have you worked? Well, if you've been in radio... If you're lucky, you've only worked at a few, but mostly you work at a lot of stations. So once you all of a sudden get to number five, they go, so you're more or less a drifter. You're a vagabond. And then when you start to answer it, no, we're going to move on. Now that is what's in the deposition. So what they did probably with this young lady is they upset her. They she was, she was She was crying in the tape from what I understand. Uh, so... She she upset her. They upset her. They threatened her. Essentially, probably her livelihood, her her freedom, all these things. And she, I think the the statement she made, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't know it exactly. The boss. She said the she heard the boss had said. She heard the boss. It wasn't that she heard it directly. Am right. I correct? She had That's heard, right. She heard the boss had said. Well, then we're not going to leave. Meaning the White House. Uh. But the fact, uh, yeah, that, we're not going to leave under and, any and, circumstances. And, and, if you search the internet this morning, you'll see every left-leaning site. Uh, the, this could be it for Trump. This may be the magic bullet that takes down Trump. Let me tell you, the fact of the matter is, a uh, he could have said anything he wanted in the privacy of his office. The fact of the matter is, he left on time, with full decorum, with dignity. He well. did. He, you know, he didn't do anything that was outrageous. He left properly. He left properly. Uh, number number one, you can sit there and go, you know, if you believe the election was stolen, which I believe it was too, uh -huh. and he's going, no, this can't be. No, I'm not going to leave. No, no, no matter what they do or say, I'm not leaving because I won that damn thing. Especially if he's convinced he has the facts that can prove it. And if you're convinced that he wanted to, then you're going to back him and you're going to do what you got to do. But the unfortunate thing in this scenario is when you control the, the, the cameras, you control the mics, you control, you know, uh, the story, the very, yeah, the future and keep people around you, your family and everything. Well, then you control the narrative and the story. And that is the end of it. And that is what's, you know, happening in, in this situation. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I feel sorry for, for what went down here, but I, that's I, what they're I, doing. I would be willing to bet you, and I could be wrong, but I'd be willing to bet you if you sat down with the former president uh, and you said, well, what do you think about uh, what's going on with Jenna Ellis and, uh, and Sidney Powell? I, I'd be willing to bet you he would say, I understand. Well, I'm going to tell you something. You just revealed something. You don't know it yet. Uh, the simple fact is, 
is this news broke literally hours ago, not even in a 24-hour period. It broke late yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. And you just said if you Google it, it shows up everywhere. Everything pops up. Absolutely. Well, if you've ever done – now, you have Google search in their search engines. But even with all the SEO and everything in the word searches, it takes a little bit time for all the different servers and everything to populate and pick it up unless there is some kind of central manipulation of what is being dispersed and all these new services all pop up with it. Well, the fact, of the, ma- the, fact of the matter is there is coordination. I really yeah. believe there's coordination. I believe that there's planning. Uh, when you start seeing all the same stories, all the same uh, approach to a Google's story. It means in on it. It means the, the people, yes. the big servers are in on it, and they disseminated it right away. Because Absolutely. Because it takes a while for it to populate, to be in your damn phone or on your computer. If you sat, it, down, so- if you sat down, seriously, with any person of common sense, Let's say hypothetically you could take somebody who's been asleep for five years. They wake up and they're fully awake. And you sit them down and you, and you say, okay, you have two choices to be the leader of your country. Two choices. Don't mention any names. You can have a president who will not protect your borders, who will allow terrorists into your country, who will who will run out of a a country like Afghanistan and leave behind $89 billion worth of equipment, you can have a guy who will drain your fuel uh, reserves to a point where you're in critical mode, meaning uh, your military, if you were at war, your military wouldn't have that reserve to fall back on to keep them in business and keep protecting the country. Uh, I mean, I could, I could go on. I could go on. That's the guy you would have on one choice. The other choice would be a guy who uh, protected your borders, who built up your military to a point where it was the finest military in the world, who drilled for fuel, got your fuel from your country into your cars and into your reserves, and also got it to you for less money, who actually made the country prosper so that you weren't spending a fortune in the stores like you are right now, who would have left Afghanistan with dignity and the equipment, who wouldn't have us in a, a backing a, a feudal war in the Ukraine, who wouldn't be sending money over to Iraq to Iran, mm-hmm. pallets full of money to Iran. Now, you have two choices. That person who's been asleep for five years, a clean slate, if, if he's uh, level-headed, he would pick the guy who would protect him. Yeah. Not, not the clown that we have right now, but the media right now. This damn media, they want to sell the clown to you. They want to make you feel that you're making a mistake if you don't vote for the clown. Yes, he cannot walk right. Yes, he turns around on the podium and doesn't know where he's at. Yes, Jill has to actually end sentences for him uh, when he has questions asked about Israel. That happened yesterday. I mean, I could go on and on. This guy is only out for himself. He's not out for Bill Knight, Jim Harrington, or you. He's not out for you. If he was out for you, he wouldn't have sold us down the creek in uh, mm. in China. I mean, this guy is this guy is sinful and he's treasonous. You think Benedict Arnold was bad? I don't know whether you know about Benedict Arnold. How much you know? Benedict Arnold was an amazing general. At least at one point in his career, he was right, right up there with George Washington. He was like number two. Joe Biden can't say that. Joe Biden was never, never, he never had an A game, but at least Benedict Arnold for a while did. And then Benedict Arnold got into debt and he he expected the government to pay him his back pay and they didn't do it. And he was resentful and upset. You you yep. going to say something, Bill? 
No, I was going to say money. See, it gets down to money, and that is the elixir in this whole big mix that's going on here. And money changes everything. And it changed Benedict Arnold from being a patriot, from being a leader of Americans to being a guy who was going to sell them down the creek, literally. When I say mm-hmm. creek, it was selling them down the Hudson. He was in, he was actually running uh, West Point, and he and his wife, his wife, by the way, was a trader too, but uh, she hit it better than he did, and it wasn't really shown until after he was in England just how supportive she was of what he had tried to do. But uh, he literally told, uh, I think his name, he was Major General John Andre. I think his, I know his last name was Andre. He was a English general who was going to come up and was going to give money to, to Benedict Arnold in return for that key installation. If that installation had fallen, West Point, the Revolutionary War would have fallen because the British would have had control over a key location in the Revolutionary War the Northeast would have been would have been done, and it literally, uh, that probably would have turned the tide for the British, and we would probably uh, be saluting the Queen uh, in this country right now. That's how important and key that that was. Well, George Washington, by the way, when he found out what Benedict Arnold had done, because they were friends, mm-hmm. he vowed he vowed to p- pursue him and to get him. That wasn't to be the case. They made the British made. Benedict Arnold, a general, albeit a brigadier general, a lowly general, but but he was never fully accepted by the British because the British have standards too. See, the British thought he was a traitor when he was a when he fought for the American Revolution, and the Americans thought he was a traitor when he turned on them and went back to the British. So he was a man really with no home front. Yeah, he went to England, but even when he went into the pub. In, in England, they kind of shunned him. He was never really accepted again. He got his money, he got his rank, but he didn't get the respect and love of a nation that he could have had if he had only stayed the course and been a patriot. And, and so I look at Joe Biden, and he's done something far worse than Benedict Arnold. Far worse. I mean... He has taken our country and literally handed the keys to our country to our, our at least our economic enemy. Uh, right now, we haven't thrown any, any uh, shells at each other, but we have been at war economically. You know, uh, President Trump had those massive tariffs, generated a ton of money for our country. The Chinese hated it. As soon as Joe Biden got into office, he dropped them. Yeah. He dropped all that stuff. So Biden is actually in many ways worse because we haven't seen the end result yet. We may be at war. We may have we may have China taking over our country someday because of the dastardly deeds that this guy has done. I'm you sorry. know, while while Trump was in the office, you know, China was actually bending to us and bowing to us russia was everybody was the the arabs uh you know the the pope the queen everybody was if you go back and really look at the news and and the sequence of it trump had them all in order and all the way up to the end of his presidency and it's only recently during the biden administration all of this is unraveled and it's amazing and you know going back to the nord stream you know, we've been supporting the Ukraine in the war, and they keep saying we got to give them more money. We haven't given a damn dime to Israel. As a matter of fact, everything that we've given supposedly to them has gone to the Ukraine. So nobody's got any bullets. Oh, well, we got to give money to the Ukraine. Well, it just came out that a commander, uh, the, the, the head of the Ukraine, uh, uh, Zelensky? Maybe? Yeah, Zelensky. Oh, right. Volodymyr so Zelensky, he, yeah. Yeah. He put together the the framework and everything with U.S. knowledge and backing and expertise to contract a sailboat. And uh, these guys, these scuba divers, would go out on the sailboat, and they did. 
and they leased it under a nefarious name, uh -huh. and they dove down and planted the charges on the Nord Stream. Look it up. Oh my God! The U the UK uh, yeah the uh, Ukrainians blew it up, and it was U.S. military intelligence. Which means your money that goes to the Ukraine didn't give a damn about you or Europe. They're staying warm. That's where the story is leading in the past 24 hours. And it looks to be 99.9% true. Well, what do you uh, say about that? You know, the, what people forget is the pipeline is still down. And what's yeah. approaching right now again? Winter. Winter. But you know what? We need to give the Ukraine more money so they can do something like that again. And we can blame it on, I don't know, oh, well, we'll blow up another pipeline and say, well, they blew up their own pipeline. You know, that seems to be the thing. We do a lot of finger pointing. And the, the person that points the finger yeah. is the person that did it in the first place. And, you know, I have a story that relates to that that we'll get to here shortly. But anytime you point a finger, oh, I didn't do it. You know, it, yeah. was, uh, it was them. That means you're guilty of sin. Probably are. Now, you're talking about us giving more money to the Ukraine. By the way, by the way, trust me, friends, experts will tell you that we have, for every billion that we've put into the war effort in the Ukraine, five billion has gone to, to the uh, corruption in the Ukraine. It is the most corrupt country and this is generally accepted by everybody. It is the most corrupt country maybe in Europe, Ukraine. And we're, we're throwing baskets full of, of our money, you know, to, toward, toward that corrupt country. Trust me, when this is all over and the dust settles, there will be a lot of rich Ukrainians who well, will have know. benefited from this war. What is our debt now? $36 trillion, something Oh, like and, and growing by the second. Yeah. Yep. As a matter of fact, the interest on the debt daily now is over a trillion dollars, like $1.7 trillion. And I was sitting there, you know, people were comically throwing around, you know, we pay off uh, you know, everybody's debt. And I'm sitting there going, well, why don't we do this? You know, we got a 30 some odd trillion dollar debt. At some point in time, it's going to break. Instead of letting it break, why don't we just sit there, if we're as big and as powerful as we say that we are and that we can do it, why don't we just cancel all the debt, the national debt, consumer debt, everybody's debt, clean the slate clear. It might cost us $16 trillion, and, but it's canceled. Well, it's probably we because— start from scratch. It's probably because— All the rich people, the, 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 the real money of the world. The Federal Reserve— isn't owned by the federal government. The well, federal was. reserve, what you would think by, you look at your dollar bill, it says federal reserve note. Ooh, that's backed by the U.S. government. No, no, no. Federal reserve is a private corporation. That's right. And the federal reserve, they, they're looking to make money on their loan to the United States. See, that debt that we're talking about, that's a debt from the Federal Reserve. Now, what does the Federal Reserve really do? Let's think about this for just a second. What does the Federal Reserve really do? They're a printing company. They're a printing yeah. company. All they really do is print money. They yeah. have economists. They have all these guys who talk a good story. But when all is said and done, they are printing press for money. And yeah. that debt that Bill was talking about, that we owe $33 trillion. By the way, I can remember when I was a younger man, I think in my 50s, right, uh, early 50s, uh, when they talked about $3 trillion as being too much. $3 trillion. We were $3 trillion in debt. Oh, my God. $33 trillion. Holy smokes. I mean, whoever would have thought of that. But the thing is this. What you talked about, technically, technically, I think they could cancel the debt. I think yes, they could. I think they, the U.S. government could say, uh, we're done. You're out of business, Federal Reserve. We're going to go another way. But what would that do to all the cash that you and I have? Would would it? Well, would they the have to honor is worthless. Well, the cash is worthless anyway. But let's just say you did that. Now, okay. there's an economist that's going to say, you, you can't do that. 
But let's just say in, in sure. pretend land, you can. So, you know, they go, uh, Mr. Harrington, Mr. Knight, you don't have a mortgage anymore. You don't have a car payment anymore. Your credit card debt is all wiped out. You know, it's done. You have zero expense from today forward. Now, there has to be a form of economy for sure. you to work in, you know, if they accrue new debt, you know, that you get something for, but you have assets, you know, that you can sit there and draw upon, but we could start from zero and move forward. But then you'd have, to, then you'd have to, here's the, the other problem you'd have, an economist will probably tell you that, is all of your wealth, your, 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 let's say you paid off your house already and your house in the old in the old uh, economy was worth a million dollars hypothetically say it's worth a million dollars nice house okay all of a sudden you eliminate that sort that uh, type of uh, revenue money from the federal reserve right now essentially you have no value for your property i mean you could maybe you could barter it maybe you could barter your house for sale well in assess in, in essence that's what you're doing they they are sitting there going. You're going. Well, I I need uh, I need two hundred thousand dollars to build this home. I've got two hundred thousand yeah. in access, and it'll it'll be when it's done. It'll be a seven hundred thousand dollar home. I and think go, I think the federal government, in all honesty, if they were to do something like that, if they were to kill the Federal Reserve, I think they would come out with their the U.S. Treasury dollar, and I think it would be just like it would be essentially uh, the only difference would be it would be printed by the U.S. government. Which is we essentially what it was. The, it was supposed to have been that way years ago. Yeah, and we probably have the gold right now to pretty much back it, and they could sit there and give you at least close to what you had. Yeah. Which, if you took away your debt, would be kind of better. But again, this is you know pretend never never land I'm, that hey, we're talking. I'm, in. I, I'm old enough to remember when I used to look at a dollar bill and it said silver certificate. Silver yeah. certificate, meaning that dollar was backed up by a, a dollar's worth of silver that was somewhere, you know. But then in, I think it was Richard Nixon's uh, administration, they pulled the plug on that and they made it a note as opposed to a backed certificate. That What you're saying, what's the difference, Jim? Well, a backed, like I said, a backed certificate essentially says you have a dollar's worth of silver somewhere that is yours. Because you have that much money. You no, know, if you have those old bills, uh huh, they're worth money. Really? I didn't for know. For a collector, yeah, for a collector. I, the only reason I know this is that I have, I think, four or five of them, and I didn't collect them naturally. One of them I came across by accident, uh, and uh, three of them were given to me as a gift back when you know the collecting value of them wasn't that much. And one day I said, ah. You know, what do I do with these? And I looked up and said, uh, I keep them. <laughs> do you ever get the impression, though, Bill, that that uh, the guys in Washington have an attitude, as long as we have the press, we can go as deeply in debt as we want to? What's another What's another billion dollars? What's well, another the guys, trillion? The guys, the guys in Washington don't have the press. They have control of the press because... It's again the Federal Reserve is not a uh, is not a government uh, organization. Right. It is owned by the oligarchs, the rich people of the world. So you're wondering if we said forget about you Federal Reserve. So the 20 rich families in the world, they've got the power, they got the military, they got the guns to take on the United States. I think not. Uh, or other, every other country the, of the world. The question is those 20 uh, can those 20 influential families turn the presses off well yeah because they control it so if somebody let's say that oh uh, well the, the let's Arabs say Klaus are, Schwab are, or somebody in the World Economic Forum or say George I don't Soros even know that or, he has say, uh, all right say the Rothschild family decide I know they have uh, some the Rockefellers they have influence yeah, yeah and they, yeah they can say quit printing the money but you know you got to understand how it works they sit there and they say, yeah, we, we own the Federal Reserve. We own the money. The Rothschilds, technically, the money own that the they're loaning you. Yeah. Yeah. But the money they're loaning you is your money. You give them your money, which is fake money anyway, and in return, oh, you want this? 
okay, you will give it to you, but you're going to pay us, well, more of it back. Yeah. We're we're dealing It's a in, no-lose situation for them. It's an air ball. Yeah. Yeah. That, it's a, uh, oh it's my a, God. It's a bag this, of air. This has been interesting. It, it, a lot of people listening may be lost in the weeds. I apologize. But this is something you got to understand. It's it, everything that we're going through right now, it boils down to money. Like Bill said, even when I was I'll talking sum about it up uh, for you. Yeah. You know, you, you, you're going, I want something. Oh, okay. Well, if you want something, I will loan you this something, which is really nothing. So I'm going to give you this bag of nothing. So you're going to have to work twice as hard, do twice as much to give me back double nothing, which I'm going to go and sell it to you again. So it is a way of empowering and enslaving you to do my bidding, to sit there and make sure that I live in a nice, big, fat mansion, you know, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 folks, these are unbelievable times we're living in, aren't they? Think about it for a second. I mean, we're living in unbelievable times. We're actually, where the where right is wrong, and good is bad. That's how that's how things are right now. I mean, the, the towns in, in Massachusetts allowing the Palestinian flag to wave over their their green in the center of town. Uh, people having no consequence for climbing poles and destroying American flags. In New York City, you saw them. I saw this yesterday. They were kicking the doors of Grand Central Station, a beautiful, uh, uh, in, a, in a way, uh, a memorial by itself. It's been around forever, and it's seen so much. It's been through wars. It's a giant of a building, and these protesters were kicking the brass doors, and inside the doors, you could see them, was a row of New York City policemen doing Nothing. Just mm. watching them kick the doors in front of them. I mean, that hey, by I'm itself says it all. I, yeah, I'm all for the cops, and I get why maybe they didn't do anything, but this is not America. And the picture that we probably have painted for you uh, with corrupt politicians, you know, who uh, who do nothing but they end, end up with a lot of money, and they're involved in sex scandals. I think there was a rock song for them by Dire Straits. Money for nothing and your chicks, chicks for free. Yeah. There you go. That sums it up. That ought to be Washington, D.C.'s theme well, song. Folks, getting back to the very first story we talked about today, now you maybe know why there were eight Republicans who decided not to vote with the Republicans on getting rid of this traitor, Mayorkas. Yeah. It's because they're corrupt. They're mm -hmm. cor what you don't know is how much they're getting and why they're getting it. But they're getting something for this. For them to have voted the way they voted, because it doesn't make any sense to you or me. I mean, it, the common sense thing to do would have been to do what the majority of the Republicans did, even though they weren't the majority of the, of the House. Most of the Republicans voted to impeach Mayorkas. But those eight, for some reason, decided, eh, uh, I'm getting my, uh, my, my bet is being feathered by uh, somebody, and they don't want me to vote that way, so I won't. Their vote isn't for you, the person they're representing. Their vote is for some guy who lives in the shadows who's sending them money. They're corrupt. Mm -hmm. or, or they want something, like that guy, Buck, who wants to be on television. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, um, but speaking by the way of money, I want to before this uh, this ends. You probably have something well, you, too. You, yeah, you do yours. I'll do mine. We'll take a little trip to Georgia in a minute. You just talked about our, our, uh, the Ukraine. You talked about the right. Ukraine. Yeah, you said yeah. we're sending money to them, or they're talking about sending more money to Ukraine. What have I told you? They're also talking about sending more money, ten billion dollars to Iran. Ten billion dollars. Now understand something. Iran is responsible for this problem in Gaza. Iran mm. has been sending money and equipment to these people. They've helped to make Hamas stronger, Hezbollah stronger. You know those attacks on American bases in Syria? They're all being funded by Iran. Iran got a bundle of money from us about three months ago. And now they're yeah. already considering 
The Biden administration, I have the story, the story headlines, this is from Gateway Pundit, what could go wrong? Biden administration considering giving Iran access to another $10 billion. These people are, they they may wear the suit of a, a diplomat. They may look like they're American patriots because they're hanging around the White House and the Capitol, but these people are traitors. Mm-hmm. To do this kind of thing, to promote this kind of thing, there's no cut in the corner here, but they are traitors. It would be like World War II. Uh, Hitler invades Poland. Kill, you know, Hitler does kills all these people, but we're still going to send him some money to help support him for whatever. Think that would have people would never do that in World War II, but they're talking about it now. This guy is this guy and his administration in Washington uh, are blatantly dishonest and blatantly unpatriotic. I'm sorry, that's my story, Bill. Yeah. I know you have one too. Well, I was going to say we'll take a little trip down to Georgia. Uh, uh, Georgia County Commissioner found passed out drunk in the street. An uh, unruly, shocking incident caught on body cam. Now, they, they're going, oh, yeah. uh, uh, actually, it happened in Clayton County. The Board of Commissioners Vice Chair uh, Felicia Franklin found passed out on a sidewalk outside a sports bar, uh, leading to her removal from the bar uh Anyway, uh, role as uh, vice chair. Now she said that uh, she was drugged uh, with a date rape pill. It was a Trump. It was a Trump supporter who drugged her. I'm sure. And only had a glass of wine. (laughs) Yeah. I I didn't do anything wrong. Please, you gotta believe me. I didn't do anything wrong. Well, the toxicology came back. She was drunk off her butt, and there were no uh, signs of any kind of (laughs) uh, date rape drug or any kind of drug in her body, except for a well, there was. A little bit of weed, a lot of booze. Well, I got to tell you, when I was, when I was, it made me th- think of a story about when I was a, <laughs> a young man, and I used to work uh, in New York, and I would take a two-hour train ride back to my home in Connecticut every, you know, and um, they served beer on the train. You know, they would come around and serve, or, or you could buy it in Grand Central and bring it on the train, and. Uh, I, I didn't want to go home, and I, I knew that you'd be able to smell a beer on my breath, and I was tired. It was, it was 11 o'clock at night. I took the 11.05 back to, back to Connecticut, and so I would, I would buy one beer, one beer, so I could say to my wife, honey, I only had one beer on the train. But what I didn't tell her, and she's probably listening now, and she'll maybe find out for the first time. Oh, it, it was a fo- it was a Foster's. Now you're saying, what is fo- oh. a, fo- a can of Foster's beer? Oh, a, a can of Foster's like beer. A six pack of beer. It's like it's, it's like a barrel of beer. It's like a ca- a keg in a can, and um, which I, th- I I thought that was pretty amazing. I actually discovered it when I was working at Grand Central in, in New York. And taking the train, they had like one of these uh, places that had imported beers, and they had uh, Foster's. Oh my God, I I got it. It was pretty good too. It was. I pretty- was. I had to go to uh, to St. Louis on a trip, and I was flying out of North Carolina. I got to Pittsburgh, and yeah. then the flight from Pittsburgh to Chicago. There was nobody on it. It was a Delta flight. I shouldn't say that, but you know, I'm sitting there, and I'm the only. I'm the only person on the plane, sure. so why'd they fly it? Well, it had to go to Chicago so that it could pick up where they a had paying yeah. passengers. Yeah. So there was the male steward and the female stewardess, and uh, they came back and they said, well, you know, it looks like we're the only ones on the flight. You know, you want to come up to first class? I said, well, yeah. So I go up there and I sit down there going, uh, you like Foster's because it was Foster's. Said, yeah. They said, well, check this out. We're going to have a, 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 ple- a, a pre-flight drink because we we get off in Chicago. <laughs> so we sat there, you know, had the Foster's and we're, you know, the plane's rolling out, you know, and they said, okay, now here's the deal. You take the chug as the plane lifts off the ground. Uh-oh. <laughs> Oh my God! You keep drinking. I was your flying level? the friendly skies before we <laughs> cleared the runway. Because <laughs> when that thing lifts up and you guzzle down, oh, it's I like, know. <laughs> man, do I? They poured me out of that. Plane. The things you do when you're a foolish child, but but yeah, I, I, I was a foolish adult. But I did, you know, when I at least I, I with a clear conscience, I I only had one beer. 
you know, sure the uh, beer, that's sure, all I had. Sure, that was yeah, plastered. Sure, 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 the beer was the size of my car, <laughs> but that's you know another another thing for another time. Oh. But uh, anyway, it, it oh, is, Heineken will do it to you too. But I'm sure it know, will. And we are not brought to you by. But if they want to deliver a case to my house, <laughs> please do. Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, listen, friends, if you want to uh, contact us, our numbers eight three three five three eight seven eight six eight eight three three five three eight Seven eight six eight. Oh, you do that so well. No, mail at it's another day.com. Mail at Jim and Bill.com and Jim and Bill at Mel.com. Dun, da, 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 da. Um, well, there's it, only it, one thing left an, to do. It, it's been an interesting program. We uh, yes. have some things we're working on. Uh, we'll be probably bringing them to you as the days progress. A uh, couple it, of days. Yep. Yeah. And uh, it's. Uh, these are these are dangerous times we're living in right now, friends. Pray for our country, and pray for your family, uh, because I, I I it's it's getting pretty scary out there, you know. Yeah, it is scary out there, and people are talking about it. You know, I I, I mentioned it to you on a phone call the other day. I was at the store. I heard people talking about it going, yeah. times are weird. You know, the weather's weird. Volcanoes are going off. Earthquakes in Texas. Who heard of that? Yeah. And all the crazy news that's going on. And this is kind of like hey. this funky-looking dude that works at a store going, God's coming, and he ain't happy. And hey, I'm how about going, that huh? fire in Philadelphia? Uh, not, not Philadelphia. I'm sorry. That fire in oh. California. Yeah, Los under, Angeles. under Interstate 10 that goes through it yeah. because they have all that un, uh, under-the-bridge storage and and warehouse uh, stuff and cars parked there. And the there. thing was arson built. Yeah. Well, you knew that. But see, I had this thing. When I, do you remember about four or five months ago on this show we talked about it? I think it was in New Jersey. It might have been in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. It was Pennsylvania. It was in Philadelphia. Yes. They had a fire under, I think it was 95, uh, yeah. that goes the major highway that goes to the city of, of, of Philadelphia, and the road melted. Remember? The highway melted. Yeah. They had to wor- do a workaround. And I thought to myself, that, is there something going on? Are they going to start burning our highways, causing major problems in our major cities? Well, think about it now. If you sit there and do stuff like that, was Philadelphia a test? L.A. is the setup for something because it's going to – that – you're talking about tens of millions of people to go through that expressway Awful. day in L.A. It's, it's going to be it's going to be disruptive. Already, California looks bad. Now, the couple of things I thought about, Newsom is running for president, whether you like to believe it or not. He says he's not, but he is. But his record sucks, Awful. and everybody knows it. But, you know, what a way to sit there and go, I'm not saying anybody from any political party set that to sit there and say, okay, now here's the plan in place. We're going to make you look like a hero. I don't think they ever found out who started the fire in Philadelphia. No. Now, the other thing they is sure this, didn't. by the way. Have you noticed, by the way, that uh, they couldn't get rid of the homeless people in San Francisco? They couldn't get them off the street for years. And then Xi Jinping comes to uh, to San Francisco this week, and they just moved him off the street. They won't even say where they put him. They don't even tell you where they are. They could be they, they could be out in the desert somewhere, and yeah, I don't know. But uh, well, no. you know the go ahead the the homeless and uh, the uh, the immigrants in New York that were given all the um, the accommodations. Yeah, they're not good enough. They want better. And do you know how many of them applied for jobs? They seriously, do you know how many have applied for emergency work permits in New York? Two percent. Yeah, two percent of all of those people who've gone to New. That means the rest well, of them are just hanging around. Because that you know they live in large, they don't pay a rent, they get three squares a day, uh, they live in the lap of luxury, so to speak, compared to where they came from, and they're not looking for work. They're not going to. An old marketing number that I used to use, I gave it to you earlier today on a project, but the simple fact is, if you want to achieve something, you have to have massive numbers because your your payback is one-eighth of one percent. So that two percent, that's pretty damn good. You know, that they got two percent that said, yeah, I'll apply for, for work. Yeah, And think about all the numbers of people here. If only two percent are going to be productive, 
That is a big heavyweight that we just took on. Ninety-eight percent of the people who invaded our country are living are off weight. living off of us and have no plans on changing that. Anyway, trust me, friends, we could go for another hour. You know, Jim, easy. Jim, I, I, I got to tell you right now, I am so fed up. I can only think of one thing. What's that, Bill? Hasta la vista, baby. We're out of here. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million?